Welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 98 of the podcast. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us today as we get set to take a look at 2018 NFL season win totals. In just a few minutes, Ed Sammons from the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas is going to join us on Sunday. The Westgate released their 2018 opening NFL season win totals in the wake of the 2018 NFL draft. There are some very interesting numbers on there, to say the least, so we'll get Ed's perspective in just a moment. One I wanted to throw out before we get started is a local team for me, the San Francisco 49ers checking in at nine, a win total of nine to open heading into the 2018 season. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo was sensational down the stretch last season, no doubt, and the team has done what appears to be a solid job in free agency and the draft of building up its roster. But 10 wins for an over to cash seems like a big jump for a football team that does have a solid quarterback and a very bright young head coach in Kyle Shanahan. Here's what I mean. Three of the first four games for San Francisco open on the road at Minnesota against the Vikings team that went 7-1 and at home during the regular season last year, 8-1 and at home if you include the playoffs. The Niners will come back to host Detroit in Week 2, but then they're on the road at Kansas City, Arrowhead always being a hostile place to play, and then Week 4 at Los Angeles against the Chargers. Now, say what you want about home field advantage in L.A., the Chargers are going to be kind of nasty this year, and they've got a win total of 9.0 as well. So be very weary of that game. Home against Arizona, which looks like it could be a win, at Green Bay Monday night against Aaron Rodgers, Then you're going to travel back to L.A. to play the Rams on Sunday night football. So that's back-to-back primetime games. On the road at Arizona. And then a Thursday nighter at home against the Raiders. Then a Monday nighter at home against the Giants. Four primetime games in five weeks. Five road games in the opening eight weeks of the season. Three road games in the opening four weeks of the season. It's not going to get a whole lot easier from there. Gut instinct Just from the initial preview, I'm leaning to the under on the 49ers in 2018. Not a lock. We'll give those out as we get closer to the start of the season. But just based on this initial, initial rundown, I'm thinking under 9.0 on the Niners. Good team, moving in the right direction, but wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see a bit of a regression as opposing defensive coordinators have more tape to study of both Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan's offense. We're sharing beds and buckling with Phil. You good with that? No, I'm not good with that. One of the best odds makers in the business. You can check him out at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Ed Sammons making his return to the Sharp 600. Ed, as always, it's a pleasure. You guys released your NFL season win totals Sunday in the wake of the NFL draft. Can you take us a bit through the process of what that's like? How many people are in the room? How long does it take to come up with these numbers? Um, We basically all do our numbers independently. And I did those myself. I did. It took me about six hours. I did them on Thursday. And basically what I do is I have a power rating for each team, get the schedule, go through uh, each team's schedule, make a point spread, and then I convert that to a money line, and I add it all up, and that gives me like a raw number. So, for instance, on the 49ers, I could add it all up, and it came out to, say, 8.5. So that would be my win number on the 49ers, 8.5. Um, there, we have four total people, and we all do it the same way, and then we all compared our numbers, and we discussed each team and 
you know, if we had some big disagreements, we would discuss it through, and we came up with a number that we uh, hung on the board. Which teams were the most affected by what took place during the NFL draft? Um, it's a tough one. I mean, it's the draft is just usually unless it's a, a good team getting you know a, a big asset, it's usually the bad teams are getting players and. It, it, it's just really hard to judge how much. I don't think the draft really is a big indicator as far as season wins. You just sometimes there'll be trades involved that will be bigger, but the draft itself is really not a big deal for us. So, as you guys are sitting in the room, which teams or which numbers led to the the most heated debates? Um, I would definitely say a couple of the ones would be the Raiders and the Colts. Um, the Raiders have received just amazing future book support. It's just, I think the Raiders have the most number of tickets and the most amount of money bet on them to win the Super Bowl for next year. And it just, we're scratching our heads on it because other than getting John Gruden and trading a third round pick for some reason for a Martavius Bryant, they just seem like a team that's uh, slow and older and uh, they just don't seem like they're destined for a big run this year. Um, the Colts are such a question mark because of Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck comes back healthy, the Colts are obviously going to be a very good team, but nobody knows how healthy he's ever going to be. And the Colts did pick six in the draft, and there was two quarterbacks available, and we thought if Luck was going to miss another year that they probably would have went for a quarterback, and they didn't. They took a guard, so that kind of – let us believe that Luck's going to be back next year and healthy, but that division is probably, you know, the, probably the best division in football as far as the three teams on top of them are all solid teams in Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Houston. So they were the two that we had probably the longest discussions. You mentioned the Raiders. How much do you have to take into account the fact that they're going to be moving to Vegas in a couple years when you set these numbers? They're essentially going to be the home team. So, I mean, I would be figuring that you'd have a lot of locals who would want to get down on them. Yeah, I mean, you know, the local stuff works when the local team is winning. You know, the Knights had just amazing success this year, especially at home, and that got the locals betting on the Knights all the time at home. Uh, The Raiders, two years ago, before Carr got hurt, were a high-scoring team, and they were winning, and they were very popular. But last year, when they stopped scoring and their games were real low scoring and, you know, they were losing, the bets on the Raiders dried up awful quick. So, you know, we have support right now on the Raiders, but we also have them as a three-point dog at home on uh, Monday night to open the season. So that's what our thinking is on the Raiders right now. Now, didn't that number open somewhere around Rams minus one and a half? Yes, it did. Wow. And, you know, well, it's just, you know, just from doing this for this many years, it's just the last game of week one, and you know the public is going to bet the favorite in that game. You know all the parlays are going to spill over to that game. So that's a game that's always going to be inflated. And you basically go one and a half, and you push it to two and a half, and then you're like, just go to three, and if someone wants to take three, we'll deal with it. And so far, no one's willing to take three. Arizona and the Browns both came in with the lowest numbers at five and a half. Not much of a surprise with the Browns considering how they've performed pretty much since they've come back into existence. But the Cardinals, I mean, it just goes to show the difference a couple years can make. 
Two years ago, Seattle and Arizona were on top of that division. Now it's all about the Rams and the Niners. Oh, there's no doubt. It's funny that you say the Cardinals because that's the one that most people really haven't received a lot of action on it. But, you know, Jeff, who uh, does the numbers as well, is big on the Twitter, and he tweeted all of the odds out. And most of the people were like, how can the Cardinals be that low? And, you know, we all had the number low, and the Cardinals just looks like, to me, a total rebuild right now. They, You know, I would think that they're going to play Rosen just because, they drafted him. I mean, they'd be crazy not to play him. I mean, I know they signed Sam Bradford, but, you know, it looks like a team to me that's totally rebuilding. And if you look at that division, we were happened to look through their schedule today. I mean, the smallest, the smallest spread we have on the Cardinals on a road game this year in their eight road games is getting seven and a half. They have very difficult road games. Are you guys closing in on the point where you're going to release point spreads for a lot of the games, like further past week one? Yeah, we already have that. Oh, really? All yeah. what? All sixteen weeks? Yeah, five games a week Look for uh, weeks two through seventeen, so eighty games. Beautiful, beautiful. Right, and we also have uh, uh, division odds. Each team has odds to win the division, so those are up as well. Um, and we have yes, no. Will a team make the playoffs? I've got to take a look. Jeff sent that email out, so I'll pour through that as well. Um, Back to the Niners, who I deal with here locally. Uh, Truly a tale of two seasons last year. Terrible at the beginning. Garoppolo comes in, wins every single game moving forward. Um, Obviously, Nevada sharing a border with California. Maybe you get a lot of Niner fans that come in to bet the team, but that's a pretty high number. You guys seem to be very optimistic on what Shanahan and Garoppolo are going to do in year two, despite a a tough start to the schedule. I believe they open with three of the first four on the road, and those roadies are Minnesota, Kansas City, and the Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. And the Niners are another team that has received amazing Super Bowl support. I mean, a lot of money on the Niners, like one of our top five teams as far as tickets and money. So the Niners, you know, the public took notice last year when Garoppolo went there. They kind of had a feeling that um, he would be good, and it didn't take them very long. You know, I think they won the last, what was it, four or five. five. I know they, yeah, I mean, it's an amazing run at the end of the year, and uh you know, the public is really high on the 49ers this year, and we know that going in. So, you know, that that's one that we probably had a number closer to eight than eight and a half, and we just went with a higher number just knowing what the public is going to bet on them. You know, the win totals haven't been out very long, but have you guys seen any significant action? Have you made any adjustments so far? Uh, not really. I mean, we, we've had a few bets here and there, but nothing that we've really changed uh, much more than 10 or 20 cents on a team. The Eagles, defending champs, coming out at 10.5. They beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, who have the highest number. They're coming out at 11. What's the thought process behind those two? Just strong seasons yet again? How much of the public perception factors in there? Oh, definitely. You know, the, the thing about the Patriots is last year we booked the Patriots at 12.5 under 20, which is the highest number I can ever remember doing this in 25 years. So this year that we have the Patriots, I believe, like 11 11 over, something like that. So, uh, obviously, 11 over 30, we had the Patriots. So, you know, that's you're talking, you know, almost one and a half wins from last year. The juice is uh, a little bit different. But, you know, the Patriots are definitely an older team now, and they had two first round picks. So, they're somewhat, I mean, the Patriots are always relevant, but they're trying to rebuild and stay relevant, which is always difficult. So, we thought that. 
you know, that their margin for error is a lot less than what it was last year because if Brady got hurt last year, they could just pop in Garoppolo and it'd be, you know, very little uh, difference. Now if uh, Brady gets hurt, they're in big trouble. Uh, the Eagles, Carson Wentz, we have no idea when he's going to be back. We're, we're thinking probably towards, you know, about week five to week eight, somewhere in that area. We don't anticipate him starting the year because he was hurt in December, and that was a pretty significant injury. And, you know, the Eagles are very popular off their Super Bowl win and got a lot of uh, people on the Twitter thinking Eagles over 10.5 was a good bet. So I think we made a good number because I think 10.5 is inflated, and I'm a Philly fan. Tell me about the Chargers at nine. Each of the last two years coming into this season, it feels like you've had the Sharps taking a position of pro-Charger and then the public just kind of thinking, eh, it's the Chargers, they do Charger things. And then sure enough, the Chargers have gone out and done Charger things. Now, yet again, it feels like this year is a year where they can be considered dangerous. How do you guys view them? I really think that the Chargers are as good as any team in the AFC. They started 0-4 last year, and if they could have kicked a field goal, they could have been 3-1 and or 4-0, and finished the year 9-3 and from there. Um, they, the team just – I know they had a linebacker that missed all last year. They had a cornerback a, a that missed all last year, and they drafted the uh, Florida State safety, and their defense was just phenomenal last year. Bosa missed their first four games. Between Bosa and Ingram and the rest of those guys on defense – the Chargers, to me, look loaded, and if they were to represent the AFC, I wouldn't be surprised because I think they're that good this year. When you look at other shops, have you seen any season win total numbers that you like that you would bet into? Um, I know the only other place that is up is Cantor, and they're just they're, they're taking a sixth of the limits that we're taking right now, so I really haven't looked through their numbers just because they're taking such tiny bets right now. Can I ask what limits you guys have on this? Uh, we're taking 3000 3000 Um, Finally, futures on the Super Bowl. You mentioned the fact that you're taking a lot of money on the Niners. Um, in terms of Super Bowl odds, who else is seeing um, a, a nice reaction from the public? Well, I mean, there's always certain teams that are just public teams that always write money. But the surprising teams that you wouldn't think of this year, the Rams, a ton of money on the Rams, and they're really low. I mean, we lowered the Rams after they made the trades, and the public is happy to bet them at 10 to 1. I mean, the 49ers, like we mentioned, are receiving quite a bit of money. The Raiders, the, the one team that just has me scratching my head is the Lions. We're writing so much Lions money, and I, for the life of me, can't figure that one out. <laughs> and the other team, and it's a team that usually doesn't get a lot of support in future books, is the Titans. A lot of money on the Titans. So they're, they're kind of the five that uh, stand out. I mean, you always have your Patriots and Packers and, you know, teams like Eagles, always Steelers, always write a ton of money. But those five that I mentioned are receiving just way more than you would ever envision of those kind of teams. He's one of the smartest odds makers in the business. You can check him out at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Ed Sammons joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ed, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for your time and insight. Look forward to doing it again soon. Okay, Joe, take care. It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? Episode 98 of the Sharp 600 in the can. Thank you to Ed Sammons from the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas for joining us today to break down NFL season win totals. Big thank you to all of you for continuing to support this project. It is always greatly appreciated. We're back later in the week, everybody. But for right now, be well and best of luck.